<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Here's my favorite rant for the day excerpted from our podcast, which you can find over at TomHartman.com. This is the Tom Hartman Program. Greetings, my friends, patriots, lovers of democracy, truth, and justice, believers in peace, freedom, and the American way. Tom Hartman here with you live from Portland, Oregon. And I uh, hope you had a wonderful Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever your holiday may be. Um, I, I hope it was, it was a fine time. We had a, we had a wonderful time. Uh, 19 family members over on Christmas. It's just amazing. Anyhow, today I want to, uh, or at least in the starting point here, I want to get into some of the issues that we understand and misunderstand about taxes, money, wealth, and how the very, very morbidly rich in the United States have seized not only virtual, com virtually complete economic power in this country, but also virtually complete economic power. They're damn close, and they're doing absolutely everything they can to nail it down so that they, they never lose it. And uh, all over the country, you've got, you know, individual Democrats running for office to pry those nailed down boards back up. But anyhow, some, some, some concepts. The first is a concept of money. And uh, this is actually a brilliant piece. Conrad Shaw, he's a, a writer, an actor, filmmaker, lapsed engineer is how he describes himself. Uh, wrote this piece for Medium.com titled Money Isn't Money. And he makes two important points that I just want to stick in your head here. Uh, the first is, he says, if you, give, if you give a starving man $5, you've given him his next meal. Right? He, he can buy a sandwich. But if you give a wealthy man $5, you haven't given him a sandwich. He doesn't need a sandwich. What you've given him is $5. So... Sometimes money actually represents, you know, our core needs, and sometimes repre money represents money. It's just money. It's just a medium of exchange. And then, the, the, and then building on that, he takes the example of Mark and Mary. Uh, Mark and Mary live in the same neighborhood in the same town, so all the economic and socioeconomic and whatnot factors are the, you know, cost of living and everything. It's all the same. And Mark makes $40,000 a year. Make, Mary makes $20,000 a year. And in this particular neighborhood, when you add up the cost of rent and food and transportation and, you know, basic stuff, electricity, septic, water, all, you know, just the, the basic stuff that you have to have to live, it costs $19,000 a year to live in this neighborhood. Mary's making 20. So Mary has $1,000 in disposable income at the end of the year or throughout the year. 
Mark, on the other hand, who's making 40,000, Mary's making 20,000. Now, most people would say Mark makes twice as much as Mary, right? Because he makes 40,000, she makes 20. He's actually making 21 times as much as Mary. Because both of them have to spend $19,000 to live in the neighborhood. After that, money is spent. And that's not really money. That is cost of living, right? After the, after the basic core costs are covered. Mary has $1,000 left over. Mark has $21,000 left over. So there's a huge difference between the two. And, and as, as uh, Conrad Shaw writes, this is why increasing wealth and in income inequality are so insidious, and it's why the wealthy should pay a larger share of taxes. So you've got that. Put that in your head. Secondly, Eve Smith wrote a brilliant piece over the last week over at NakedCapitalism.com. And it starts out by recapping the current most widely held theory that keeps constantly being regurgitated on the pages of the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal and Financial Times and, and you know, talking to financial advisors or friends or whatever, that why is it since 1980, the economy has just been kind of, eh, why is it that wages never recovered after the Reagan presidency? Why is it that, that are working people's wages? Why is it that the rich the top one-tenth of one percent or one-hundredth of one percent have seen their income go up over 600 times, 600 percent. But the average working person has actually seen their wages go down since the Reagan presidency. Why is that? The main theory that's put forward right now is that we stimulate the economy, that the economy is soft because of lack of cash whether it's lack of available credit or whether it's lack of money for investment. It's a, it's a theory that's devoted to the top end of the economic pyramid, right? That there's a, and, and the story goes something like this. Uh, because, and, and in fact, actually, I can, I can quote from, from Eve Smith here. Um, the secular stagnation is caused by a heavy overdose of savings Right? People are saving their money relative to investment, which is caused by higher retirement savings due to a declining population growth at an aging labor force and an inflow of precautionary Asian savings. In other words, the theory that everybody's operating under is that billions and billions of dollars of money are coming from China and you know, they're buying up real estate, driving up housing prices, but they're not helping anybody's wages. Um, that uh, baby boomers are aging out and they're just, they're just saving their money. Um, that wealthy people are saving their money and all that, all the, all those savings are slowing down the economy and the fed needs to speed it up by making interest, interest rates even lower. Well, we know that that's not true because the fed reduced interest rates to zero functionally. Some countries in Switzerland, they actually made them negative. You actually had to pay banks to take your money and they would loan you money for free functionally didn't make any difference. And as Eve Smith points out in his piece over at Naked Capitalism type, titled Debunking Mainstream Economists on Secular Stagnation and the Loanable Funds Fallacy, Eve Smith points out that what really drives economies, and we've known this since Adam Smith, but somehow we've forgotten this since Reagan, since we got indoctrinated with this mindless, you know, trickle-down theory, but what drives economies is something called aggregate demand which is wages in people's pockets. 
in the pockets of people, remember my Mark and Mary example? In the wage, the pocket, wages in the pockets of people who spend virtually all their money. So if we really want to stimulate the economy, what we need to do is do the things that cause wages to go up, which means empower unions. Well, what's Donald Trump done? <laughs> One of the first things Donald Trump done is take a meat ax to unions. This from uh, Dave Jamison in the Huffington Post. In less than a year, Trump has stripped back workers' ability to unionize. His revamped labor board issued a slew of new policies at the end of 2017 that will make collective bargaining harder. So Trump is doing the things that, and the Republicans are doing the things that will suppress wages, which isn't going to help the economy. At the same time that they're telling us that, you know, this was the Jobs Act, right? The tax cut uh, was actually the Jobs Act. At the same time, they're telling us that by giving rich people more money, well, by giving all of us more money, they're saying that it's going to, you know, wonderfully stimulate the economy. Well, some money will be going, you know, some of these tax cuts, many of these tax cuts will be going to people in the middle, but they're not going to be very large and probably won't have that much impact on the economy. And they're not permanent. They're only there for a few years and then they go away. The tax cuts for rich people are permanent. The tax cuts for corporations are permanent. The tax cuts for, for banksters are permanent, but the tax cuts for average working people, no, they go away after just a few years. So what the, what, what the Trumpistas are doing is the exact opposite of what should be done. The next thing I wanna share with you in, uh, after, this, after this break that's coming up, and then, and then you know, we'll pick up your phone calls. How's the year been for you? It is, uh, you know, it's, it's December 27th here. It's, uh, we're coming on, up on the end of the year. And what are your thoughts about the, the next year? I'll share some of mine as we go along. But then I wanna get into a discussion of why it is that, and there's an actual reason for this. And it's been a while since I've done this rant. So those of you who have heard, you know, have been listening to the program for years and years, you'll recognize that those of you who haven't, it will be new. Why is it that when Reagan cut taxes, wages went down? This is the Tom Hartman Program. Why is it that when George Bush cut taxes, wages went down? Why is it that when Clinton raised taxes, wages went up? I'll explain all that here. For more of this rant and to hear the entire show, you can subscribe to our podcasts at TomHartman.com. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.